0: How's it going everybody? This is Wired In. Welcome to the new year 2021. We're great to be back here with you once again doing the show. My name is Blake Johnson alongside my co-host Spencer Coles and we are Wired Hello. In. How's it going yeah. Spencer?
1: Um, Good I suppose. This is definitely not how I expected to be uh, starting off the new year. What are you um, talking about? I mean <laughs> it's been kind of a
0: boring start of a new year right? I mean Hardly yeah. anything's happened, you know, it's peace if and love. If you had said
1: that, you know, from the first to the fifth, I probably would have agreed with you, but, uh, I don't
0: know. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh... Yeah, It almost makes me think, you know, 2020, maybe it wasn't so bad. <laughs>
1: oh, have yeah. you seen all those memes where it's like, uh, it's like, you know, it shows like December 37th, like well-played, you know? Like... <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: uh, one of my favorite ones was, uh, it was a Star Wars one. It said, uh, you know, 2020, uh, the first Death Star blows up. Yay! Flying away, Millennium Falcon celebration. 2021 is the new Death Star being constructed. <laughs> I mean, honestly,
1: pretty much, but yeah.
0: Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's, man, I tell you, it's really hard to, uh, I don't know, it, maybe it's just because we've become so numb to it, but a few years ago, I would have just been, you know, really stressed out and just worried and everything like that, and I, I still, I'm still concerned about the future of this country because of the division and stuff, but I'm seeing these, these riots and how nasty people are being on, 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 social media, and I'm just like, well, it's just another day, you know, <laughs> it's,
1: yeah, and I think, you know, like, and, and that's the crazy thing, like, because as something is, I wouldn't say unprecedented, because people, I think, you know, a lot of people are saying that these, you know, the, obviously for those of you who've been living under a rock, um, so the the pro trump uh dc rally slash then turned to riot um happened yesterday and I, 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 I see a lot of people saying that this is unprecedented i mean this is you know we can look as early as a couple of years ago when the uh the anti kavanaugh uh protests were going on i mean you know le- you know the <laughs> progressive leftists you know essentially swarmed into the capitol building yep. and shut down the capitol building and yep. So th- I mean, and and none of those people were deemed to be, you know, insurrectionists. None of those people were deemed to be, uh, terrorists. Now, now I'm not, not to, con- you know, conflate it. I mean, two wrongs don't make a right, obviously. <laughs> um, but it's like, you know, I, I guess my question is, is like, where it, where is the line in the sand? What is the standard? Because it it only seems to flow in one direction and. Uh, and you know and we can we can get more into this but it just i think if i'm if i turn the mirror a little bit uh, towards the left i just have to ask myself like what were you expecting at this point mm-hmm. you know because you know it's <laughs> this was all building up it was inevitable it wasn't a matter of if it was a matter of when um
0: yeah yeah it 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 is it is definitely true i mean, You know, like you said, two wrongs don't make a right, and obviously neither of us condone, you know, storming into the halls of government and, you know, basically putting on a a riot, essentially, is what what happened. And from the time of this recording, I I checked a couple hours ago and saw that a fifth person died. Um, I think it was a police officer from from the events and you had at least one, one of the Trump supporters that was trying to, to break in. Um, I think she used to be an army vet or something like that. Yeah. She was a, she uh, died. uh, Yeah. Air force. Air force. Okay. Air force. And, uh, I mean, it's just, you know, I honestly, on the one hand, yeah, I do agree. This was inevitable, but on the other hand, I just, I really wasn't expecting it to to turn into this, at least from from the right as as much. Um,
1: well, I can certainly say, like, I think a, a lot of people, like, including myself, like, I, I I think even the a lot of people are asking, like, why weren't the police more prepared for this sort of thing to happen? Well, it's like I don't think anybody was expecting Trump supporters to.
0: No, I mean, you know I mean? And, and that's the thing, you know, Trump Trump supporters, you know, he has, first of all, there were hundreds of thousands of people at this rally, and the vast majority of them were peaceful and didn't participate in what happened. But, you know, I think the, the police probably, a lot of them thought, okay, well, this, you know, we're not dealing with Antifa here, we're not dealing with, uh, you know... BLM or you know whatever group you want to name that has a history of of uh, violent members you know causing trouble so I mean I don't think anyone was expecting it to go this way but at the same time if you just if you step back and look at what's been going on in our country for the past not even four years but longer than that of you know I I saw a tweet the other day and I think it's I think it's so accurate. I can't remember who said it if I did I'd give credit to it, but he essentially said one thing that that people don't want to admit is there's a lot more similarities between the feelings of those involved in the Black Lives Matter movement and the feelings of people in the the, the Trump supporters than people want to admit as far as Feelings of injustice, feelings of not being listened to, not being heard, uh, things being stolen away from you, that kind of a thing. And, you know, whether you agree with one side or the other, I don't think makes a difference. It's when you have have leaders, when you have groups of people that are galvanized like this and, you know, you you have a mainstream media that does not give a rip about, you know, telling the truth as far as representing both sides – equally and when you have people in the media you have people in washington calling you racist calling you nazis all the all those kinds of things over and over and over again and then when you watch the election and it doesn't seem right it doesn't feel right and you know you just keep piling on you know over and over and over again eventually you know it's like the old say, if you keep poking the bear, eventually the bear is going to fight back. You know, um, well, and, I, and
1: I think what people don't realize too, especially with the, the legacy media, is that I mean they they created this they they sowed this division. I mean they, mm-hmm. I mean like you like you pointed out. I mean, the the more lines you keep drawing between you know both sides, and and, and I mean it was again inevitable. And I think too, you know, it's like. It, you know, whenever this all started popping off, I mean, you had members of Legacy Media essentially, you know, talking about how, you know, basically comparing the Capitol building to being the, the temple of our democracy and everything. And it's just, it's that so word. it's so ridiculous. And it only goes <laughs> to show you that their religion, that their, you know, their religion is essentially the state. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, but when it comes to destroying your neighbor's property, when it comes to destroying you know, when it comes to hurting your own, you know, communities, oh, it doesn't matter then. You know, you can keep, you can keep destroying and looting and all of that, but the moment you bring it to us, how dare you peasants? You know what I mean? It's, it's, it, there's, there's a lot of interesting layers to this. Um, yeah. And I think what we're really seeing um, is that I don't think it would have mattered necessarily. Because I, because again, I, 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 I tend to look at this in the extent of, well, do you honestly expect me to believe that if the results were reversed, that if the the script was flipped, you know, I think the left would very much be reacting in, in the exact same manner. Um, you know, maybe you know, maybe you might be saying that I'm being a bit hyperbolic on that. I I really don't think I am. Um, but I what I think this proves is that. Members of the establishment, you know, both the Republicans and the Democrat, both the members of just Congress in general. When you start to try to bring, essentially, when when, because again, like, you know, the past four to five months, you know, we saw assaults on uh, state capitol buildings all across the country. You know nothing nothing was said nothing was done but the moment you bring it to their their court their backyard then suddenly things start to change you know the, you have people screech about insurrection and uh riots and and all of this so I, it's just it's just the double standard you know what i mean
0: yeah i mean just a few months ago you know we had buildings on fire in dc <laughs> from from yeah. these from BLM from Antifa from these these left wing groups and you know there were members in the media saying well you know you what know, well, what do you expect to happen when you keep fanning the flames of racism in this country you know that eventually people need to fight back and you had members in the media you had AOC and her ilk saying well you know you just have to get over it because honestly, this is this is this is warranted, and you know, violence is the voice of the unheard, and and all yeah, that definitely. kind of stuff. And it's it's just insane because it well, really you had, just
1: you had her and Evan McMullen both also um, talking about basically putting people on a blacklist, essentially who were yeah. Trump supporters. And and honestly, what I think this boils down to is I think. I, you know, it's it's hard for me to. Because I I understand the frustration. I understand the. I guess, and I think a lot of the a lot of this kind of the the, the tension swung when you know the the Georgia results were finalized. But I think, this really, I think this really opens up the, the new Biden administration to be able to pursue Trump supporters from a legal standpoint. Yeah. Um, I, I, I really think this was, uh, not, uh, not to be like, not to say this is a con some grand conspiracy or something, but it's just, it will be the natural result. I, I think you will find that, um, because again, you, you've had people in, you know, you've had Congress people throwing around the idea of, you know, Pursuing Trump supporters from a legal standpoint uh, for <laughs> quite a while now. And I think this only just gives them more ammunition.
0: Yeah, I do too. I mean, they, they've already been talking about how once Trump's gone, they're going to go after him legally in every way and how they've constantly, you know, berated his supporters and called, you know, anyone who would dare support Donald Trump, well, you're a racist, that kind of a thing. And when. When you have this kind of thing take place, this is why this is another reason why it's so frustrating to see what happened the other day take place. Is because while I understand the anger, I also get that because this happened, now this just opens the floodgates even more to what the other side wants to do, and I think. You know, I've I've heard it said that, you know, you thought the Patriot Act was bad. Wait till what's coming next, Uh, you know, in terms of surveillance, in terms of, you know, reporting on your neighbor and and spying and and stuff like that. I mean, it's going to get really dicey and it's it's even worse now with the Democrats now having control of all three areas. You know, now having the House, the Senate and the White House
1: Basically having a supermajority. Well,
0: you know, what's going to stop them at this point? And, I mean, I will say it's a good thing that Trump was able to get uh, that Supreme Court justice in when he was able to. But uh, is that even going to be enough? I don't know. I mean, it just kind of depends on what what Biden wants to do. But, I mean, you've got a pretty— Well, I don't
1: think the Supreme Court is really going to be able to do much of anything. Because, again, like we've seen from, you know, members from— Kamala Harris, AOC, uh, Rashida Talib, uh, Ilan Omar—you know all of them—they're very much in support of, uh, and even Biden. Biden's talked about, you know, uh, if he gets into office, he'd essentially be packing the court, mm-hmm. uh, the Supreme Court. So, yeah, um, I, I really don't think they're they're going to stand much of a chance to block anything. Um, and I think, I mean, not to say that Trump could have fully prevented this from happening to a degree from the left just seizing control of everything, but I really think his, essentially his push for you know, these, you know, $2,000 stimulus checks, I think that really gave the progressive left the foothold that they needed you know, the the opportunity that, that they needed to you know, just seize uh, control of, of you know, the Georgia election um, because, you know, Trump for, for better or for worse has been uh, uh kind of against the gop establishment yeah um and a lot of his conservative base has really adhered and followed his kind of populist agenda and i think that in particular has you know especially with again with him pushing for you know these two thousand dollar stimulus checks and look i get it Everybody needs money right now. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, like, especially in, you know, major cities like NYC and LA and, you know, I mean, you name it, Seattle. I mean, financially speaking, you know, there's not a whole lot of opportunity in general. But if we just keep continuously printing money, I mean, uh, the value of the dollar right now is worthless enough as it is. You know, if we start, you know, regular and members in congress currently both from the progressive left and even some conservatives you know really are in support of having you know these two thousand dollar stimulus checks being a recurring thing like a a frequent thing
0: yeah and leadership in the democrat um party has already said one of the first things they want to do when biden gets sworn in is do this two thousand dollar stimulus i mean they're gonna they're gonna pump out more money you know and they're going to bail other co- companies out that they did in the Obama years. They're going to bail out just all kinds of people. It's going to be trillion yeah. dollar after trillion dollar after trillion dollar stimulus. And and it's, it's just going to be nasty, you know. And unfortunately, not too many people really care about that. I mean, I, people like you and me do. And I'm, I'm yeah. sure most of the people listening to this show do. But... It just kind of reminds me of how Obama was able to get elected twice in the first place is because they promised people a lot of stuff and people like getting stuff, you know. Um, And even even some on the right, when you really start to boil down, you know, we need to cut this. If we're going to be serious about the debt, if we're going to be serious about spending and taxes and all this kind of stuff, You can't just say, "Okay, we're going to do this and then everything goes goes back to normal. I mean, it's you got it's going to be really tough to actually go through it because it does, you know, it does do some damage as far as, you know, it's it's like going through withdrawal. You know, (laughs) it's going to get worse before it gets better. But people just they think we can just keep doing this over and over and over again and it will work out. But it's it's not sustainable.
1: Yeah, exactly, and I think, you know, it's it's so interesting to hear from a good majority of, you know, the a lot of who, you know, consider themselves to be on the right, um, you know, in, in favor of basically these, these, you know, these... And look, and, and I get to some degree, like, because, you know, it's like obviously, well... You know, the government has put a lot of people out of work. Therefore, people are owed some form of compensation while they're not able to work. But, you know, again, like you said, it's it's just not sustainable. And I just, I think... It, again, I think Trump has inadvertently... um, Again, not that there was a whole lot he could really do at this stage in general. But I think... You know when Trump kind of tossed around the idea of increasing you know the amount of you know direct payments to Americans I I think that gave the progressive left all they needed to secure power now I am curious to see if uh, history will repeat itself like it did back in like 2008 I believe when um, you know Democrats had a supermajority and they basically pushed through Obamacare and that failed astronomically it makes me wonder if something in that same vein will happen again. Um,
0: Well, I'm hoping uh, the same thing that happened in 2010 happens in uh, 2024 or two. (laughs) I guess, I I don't, I don't, I think Mm -hmm. it's 24. I can't remember. Somewhere around there. But the midterm elections essentially is what I'm talking about. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, you had all these policies going through. And, of course, back then you had the Tea Party um, movement. But, you know, then you know, unprecedented um, elections happened and Republicans took control. Do we have people like that that could lead the charge for taking back? I mean, because the thing is, too, I mean, it's not like it's not like the Democrats have a a big majority as far as in each in each house. I mean, they only have a slim majority in the House, very slim majority in the Senate. So it is possible, but I mean, who are you going to look to as far as leadership goes? Cuz quite honestly, you know, I I've said before, you know, I I voted for Trump because I thought while there were things I didn't like about him, and I haven't liked about him for a while, I still thought some of the things he did were pretty good and I actually could see him doing some more good things in the future. That said, Man, if we could have had anybody else with, you know, not, not just, not, and it's not even just the, you know, the, the moral compass that personally I would wish for. But, you know, for all of Trump's talk about being the tough guy and, and all that, I, I am thoroughly convinced that all Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer had to do in 2017, all they had to do was, okay, let's put differences aside, let's work together, let's make a deal, and Trump would have made the deal. I mean, if they would have been willing, if they would have just not I called so him yeah. and his supporters racists and all these horrible things, he would have he would have done so many progressive, big government deals. Because, I honestly think he would have. Yeah, because if there's one thing that Trump values over almost anything else, it's loyalty. And if he thinks that you want to make a deal with him, and he, if he thinks that you are going to be loyal to him, then he'll he'll side with you 100%. But the problem was, because of how nasty the left was towards him, they pushed him into the only camp that embraced him, and that was his base. So, you know, I'm not saying that Trump wouldn't have done anything good, but, you know, I, I, I don't think that he is like the the model leader by any stretch you know i think we could have done yeah. a lot better than him and i hope that we i mean i really hope that he doesn't run in 2024 I don't. Um, i mean <laughs> at this
1: rate especially if they invoke the 25th and you know remove him um mm-hmm. before you know i i mean it even and even then even if you know he does you know carry out his entire you know you know if, if January 20th comes around and he hasn't been impeached i don't know if he will be around in general to be able to you yeah. know i mean because they're they're already talking about you know going after him and is in don jr and uh rudy giuliani and um i mean there's already you know just you know multiple entities trying to pursue legal action in general so I, I just don't even know if it's possible at this point.
0: Yeah, I don't think it is. I mean, on the one hand, Trump does like to cause chaos, but I don't know that he would want to go through, even if he is, you know, legally able to by that point to do it. I don't know that yeah. he's going to want to get involved in it. But uh, honestly, you know, I, up until this week, I thought there was a chance that he would, but his. For better or for worse, his legacy will forever be tainted by what's, you know, transpired in the past week or two. And unfortunately, it, I just think that Republicans are done with him. They've been done with him for a while. But even those that are, that voted for him, that aren't super Trump supporters, but they do appreciate the good things he's done, I think even they're like, okay, we're done. We need to move on let's let's start over let's let's try something different because there's just too much there, there's just too much for people and even if by some chance he was able to run and be the nominee there's no way i i think i don't think there's any way that he could beat whether it's biden again or kamala or whoever i well, i just not,
1: and not only that but i mean uh, even you know i mean we we saw that you know when he was trying to place this a uh, you know you know, rely upon the GOP establishment to, you know, essentially have his back. Essentially, during throughout the course of him trying to, um, you know, essentially call into question the, the election results. I mean, a lot of them simply just kind of backed off. I mean, they, <laughs> you know, yeah. they they you know did not want to be in. You know, have you know, put potentially the. I mean, the, really, the only person you saw going really to bat for it for Trump, which I thought was, you know, kind of crazy to think about is, you know, has been Ted Cruz. (laughs) Uh, Like one of his biggest enemies during the
0: last election. But, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting, you know, and they didn't want to hear anything about it on on the Senate floor. They didn't want to they didn't want to even even remotely entertain it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Entertaining the idea of an audit.
0: Yeah. And it's not even that they expected it to change the election, but at least yeah, at least to to make the other side's voice heard and say okay, well at least look at this, you know, because there's no way that you're going to be able to overturn it at this point. I mean, they some some would argue that, you know, they haven't presented the evidence, others would argue that they've tried to, but courts don't want to listen to them. Whatever side you're you're on in that, the the point remains that they've run out of time. So this yeah, would exactly. have to be something that you would have to really, you know, fight in the courts for the next several years, however long it takes. But, yeah, it, yeah. And it's just one of those things. Um, and, and two, kind of going back to what we had talked about earlier is in regards to what's coming, you know, our way as far as people on the right and, and those with a dissenting voice – I mean, did you see that Facebook and Instagram and I don't know if that was it or if there was more um, have permanently blocked Trump's Twitter account until at least I've seen that. and until at least elec- or uh, not election day, but inauguration day. Um, and I guess he's technically back on Twitter. So I did see him post a a video, uh, like condemning the violence and it's actually really good um but it's one of those two little too late things for everybody else um but yeah i mean you're gonna see i think you're really gonna see things like that i mean you're gonna see a ton of centru- censorship not just f- with him but with anyone that dares i mean i think youtube also said that any they're like gonna crack down even more on any video that's posted that that questions election integrity and in that even mentions voter yeah. fraud. So, I mean, it's it's going to get pretty bad, I think, as far as as far as that goes.
1: Yeah, I think I mean, and this is this is just me looking at everything from the broadest lens possible, but I genuinely I mean, the polarization in this country has escalated so heavily to the point where both, I mean, it's just looking at the left and the right, they're so diametrically opposed um, from an ideological perspective that neither side is able or slash willing to really cede on any position when, it, when new information is brought up. It's, it's more about, well, my information contradicts your information and vice versa. And when you have no ability for the potential for compromise in general, um, I, I, I genuinely don't see there being any form of, uh, like, I, I could very well see there being attempts at some, some type of secession um, within the next probably like 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say, I say attempt because I genuinely don't think we could ever get to another full-blown civil war again. I just don't, like, I think the federal government, you know, despite what we saw, you know, yesterday, I, I just, I think the federal government just has so much power. Yeah. And um, that, that it just, fe- it'd be feasibly impossible for, um, for, you know, any faction or entity or group or what have you to be able to get something even going um granted now i you know obviously that's the last thing i I would want as far as you know like that's the last thing i want to see is 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 that you know level of separation that level of uh you know divisiveness but um especially when you
0: consider the civil war was a pretty bloody war (laughs) yeah but i but but, i mean
1: but you know i i think that's honestly we're, we're flirting in that territory because you know, I mean, especially when it, when you're comparing values between the progressive left and conservatives. I mean, they're just, they're diametrically opposed. And if you have those two groups, if those two groups aren't able to find some level of compromise, I don't think existing in the same space will be feasible. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I've, I've heard the term national divorce, um, is coming at, You know, whatever term you want to use. Something yeah. like that is going to be at the very least attempted. And, you know, it's, it's another one of those things where I understand it, but I just don't see how that leads to anything good. I don't honestly, I can't sit here and, and say what the answer is as far as other than, you know, trying to put differences aside and and trying to be more reasonable and and talk to each other, but people just don't want to do that right now. And it's in some ways it's it's hard to talk to someone when they have no intention of listening, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I mean, both sides have reached this point where neither side wants to budge and I throw my hands up in the air. I have no idea what's going to happen as far as the details. But it, I don't think we're just like Joe Biden keeps tweeting. I don't think we're just suddenly going to return to unity and kindness. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, I don't I think don't, that's I, happening. I, anytime I soon. don't think
1: that's in the realm of possibility.
0: I mean, if he actually does try to, you know, not go after people hardcore, then, hey. That'd be great, but I just don't know don't that know. his that his underlings would uh, accept that if he tried that. I mean, um, you know,
1: Biden was part of that whole you know, uh, you know, 1912 Espionage Act essentially during uh during 2012. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I, the likelihood that he's not going to go after people is uh, uh, come I'd on, man, next to zero.
0: Come on, man. Uh, all right, well, let's try to move on to something else that's uh, a little less depressing, although it's still kind of depressing. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's let's talk about movies. Um, so a couple movies that came out while we were on break, Wonder Woman 1984 and the new Pixar movie Soul, which you can find on Disney+. I actually had a chance to watch both of those. Um, I thought we could talk a little bit about them although I don't think you've really seen either of them you've you've seen probably clips or you've heard about it but I don't think you've actually sat and watched um either I wonder of when those
1: I've seen uh, like I, I, I was actually watching Mahler's stream, and uh okay. they were kind of uh essentially like covering a good majority of the film and like I mean uh, like I'd say about like 80 percent of the film as far as uh like major plot points and stuff goes so I have a fairly decent understanding of what happens as far as plot goes in that movie. Soul, yeah. I haven't seen, though. Um, I, I, I've i heard it's really, really good. It
0: is. It is. I I was genuinely impressed with it. it. It It's not a sequel, but it felt like a sequel to uh, Inside Out, which is one of my favorite Pixar mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. Um, but just just in terms of the the theme and just the the things, it, it's it's very much a conversation type of movie that you have after watching it, because they they did some pretty pretty cool things. It wasn't just a, just a funny kid flick that you just watch and okay, let's do something else. I mean, it actually did have some pretty good um, plot points in it, I thought. But um, as far as Wonder Woman goes, oh man, that was it was not good. Um, I actually I mean I I loved yeah. the first one. I thought the first one uh, it, it wasn't my favorite all-time superhero movie but it, yeah. and it, it's not even just definitely. because I'm used to mediocre DC films. I just thought mm-hmm. just on its own whether it's DC or or not I just thought it was just a really good movie. And so it is definitely they,
1: the best of the DCEU. Uh, granted that's not saying a tremendous amount um <laughs> but yeah it is definitely by far the best of the DCEU
0: yeah definitely the best DC film i've seen since the dark knight movies um and you know i would I, have
1: to well i guess i guess joker isn't a part of DCEU but
0: uh well i haven't seen that so i can't really say uh um,
1: well you need to it's fantastic
0: yeah yeah i probably will eventually um but yeah I, when the trailer first came out, when they announced it, I was pretty excited for it because, you know, it, it. you would think it would be pretty good. Um, but, I mean, I do remember seeing some of the trailers and being like, okay, well, hopefully this goes a little bit more than we're seeing right now. Because, you know, the, the, the scene that I saw the most was the scene in the mall. And I was like, okay, well, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> when I actually saw that scene in the film... Wow, that was bad. I mean, it, it was just so stupid. She basically, that's, there's like, a, I can't remember exactly what the there's like these two guys that are just trying to steal something, and then uh, Wonder Woman flies in, and she uh, knocks one of them down and says, I don't like guns. And then it's like, uh, it's just these really cheesy guys that for some reason are able to keep her from capturing them for a solid like five minutes it seemed like it, but these guys are they have nothing going for them as far as yeah, like powers no or anything yeah. and yet for some <laughs> reason it takes wonder woman an eternity to finally put them down um and it, the one of the biggest issues i had with this film was it's it's way too long and it's like a two and a half hour film that could have easily taken out a half hour or so of of this movie, and it would, may may have made it a little bit better. But another issue I had with it was just a lot of the things that happen in it are just forgettable. I, I don't. It it took them like 45 minutes for me to even understand. Okay, what what is what is the thing they're all chasing after? What is the point of this film? you know who's yeah. who's the villain what's his goals that kind of thing you don't really find that out until like 40 40 45 minutes into the film um, yeah well like a
1: fair amount of the movie is like isn't even really about Wonder Woman it's like mm-hmm. you know it's 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 mainly more so about um oh what is his name I think it's like Max or something he, uh, Pedro Pascal's character yeah um he yeah it's mainly more so about him essentially
0: yeah, it's it's about. So it was it was kind of funny just how hard they tried to make the uh, comparisons to Trump and uh, even some of Reagan too because of the year the movie takes place in. Um, and you know, I I knew that was coming. Yeah, it was annoying, but I kind of expected it. So you know, when I'm saying I don't like the film, it's not because well they made fun of Trump. Well, a lot of movies and shows do that, so I expected it. It was just I didn't understand what the plot was supposed to be about, as far as like why should I care? Yeah, because Um, isn't
1: there? um, Isn't like because I think at one point in the movie, this is obviously a spoiler warning, um, but Pedro Pascal, he's basically asking the president, you know, what what he, you know, what he wants most or what he's wishing for, um, because at a certain point in the plot. Essentially, the the main, I guess, plot device of the, the, the film is this, like, wishing stone or this, this meteor or whatever that grants people wishes, essentially. And uh, essentially, like, Pedro Pascal's character, he just wishes to have the power of the stone or whatever. And uh, so he's talking to the president, um, you know, in the movie, and he's asking him, like, oh, what you know, what, is, what does he wish for? You know, what does he want the most? And he says... More nukes. I'm <laughs> just like <laughs> I'm like yeah. you couldn't even try to put more characterization into this. It's just Gimme them nukes, boy. Yeah. It's
0: like Yeah. Yeah, it was and see that's that's the sad thing is I actually liked where they were going with that as far as the uh, the stone and what it was doing, what it represented, you know, the, the, the overall message, because it wasn't just Max, uh, the guy's name is Maxwell Lord. Um, it wasn't just him that was making these wishes. It was, you know, um, Diana, you know, she yep. wished for, uh, for Steve Trevor to come back and he did kind of, um, yeah, and which, funnily,
1: funnily enough later on in the film, um, she because she apparently because she wished for um i can't remember chris pines character uh steve trevor steve trevor yeah to come back um she somehow because of that she loses her powers um like her wonder woman powers i i don't know yeah that was that's never that's never like established or brought up at any point until you know it just starts happening and yeah
0: yeah, I mean, it, it started happening whenever uh, what's her face the the um, Barbara I think that was her name Yeah, Barbara um, wishes f- to to be as powerful as uh, Wonder Woman, and she gets yeah, the powers. Yeah, you,
1: you wouldn't assume that it would like steal from her powers. Bro, yeah.
0: Like, yeah, because in the you, end, in the end cause they did you fight.
1: Because if you wish to be as powerful as something else, you wouldn't you wouldn't assume that you would be stealing from that source. It would be, you would achieve the same level of power as the source that you're observing or or wanting or whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if it was, if she was having issues with her powers because she used the stone and because she was for those things. If it, if that's what it was, they didn't address that. So I I don't know what the point of that was. Um, But you know kind of going back to the the villain kind of character um it the other issue too i had with the film had to do with her character because she's just i don't know she at at the start she just doesn't really i don't quite understand why she's there um what's so special about her I, i mean i get it that she's supposed to be this character that people just kind of ignore and and you know just assume as nobody special i get that but you know i i don't know maybe just the way it was handled it just didn't seem like it really connected well for me um and i don't know i i guess she was in, in a way it didn't connect but in another way it was like one of the other few bright spots as far as like the fact that she formed a connection with diana and uh they were starting to be friends kind of a thing so that was kind of interesting i suppose but um, i think they
1: try to play on the whole like because uh, again spoiler alert like it, they try to play on the whole like oh be careful what you wish for or else mm-hmm. you know you'll become you know essentially you know you'll it'll you know turn you into a monster you know uh you know if you stare into the abyss the abyss stares back sort of thing Right. You know, the exact quote but um but like they do nothing interesting with it she just whenever she gets turned back she's just you know her usual self like a you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's just they never do anything interesting it's just that they you know the the archetypal like uh DC villain like oh i am big and powerful and you will die it's just it's yeah it, it's so i i late, i was
0: more you know? interested in the in in the conflict between diana and uh maxwell lord because that that was more interesting to me especially at the end yeah. because you know he uh he doesn't want to you know give up his power he doesn't he wants to control everything until he sees that it's going to destroy his own son. And, yeah. you know, he... Well, it wasn't his,
1: his ambition to get the power was to essentially save his son.
0: Yeah, and yeah. so when, when he realizes what he's doing is destroying everything and it's going to destroy what he loves most, he then decides to give it up, And which I thought was actually kind of interesting how that happened. He didn't just die, he, you know... Uh, he gave it up kind of a thing and it was i I liked how you know diana wanted wanted to use that power herself because she wanted to keep you know steve back in her life and she didn't want to move on she was stuck in the past kind of a thing but um you know so as far as as far as that goes i actually kind of liked that um i just i don't know it just took way too long to get to that point you know and it felt like they could have cut pieces of that of that movie out. And it would have made a little bit more sense, I guess. I don't know. That's just kind of how I felt about it. But they're already making a third one, so we can get excited about that.
1: <laughs> oh excited. It, uh, I don't man. know if I'd, I'd use that term. But. And, and,
0: and now, I'm, now I'm suddenly nervous for Rogue Squadron because uh, the same director is directing that.
1: Oh, yeah. Isn't Patty Jenkins supposed to be directing that? Yep.
0: Yep, she's Aww. she's directing that now. She says that she's she's taking inspiration from you know like the you know lore that people like about Rogue Squadron, but we'll see how how well, uh, I mean, how much she takes from it.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, like freaking uh, Ryan Johnson said the same shit about when he did the Last Jedi. He was like, oh, he made so many well references, quote unquote, to Empire. Like uh, he he claims he's watched Empire, but I. I don't believe he's watched a single Star Wars movie in his life. So, when so when these director types claim that they're drawing inspiration from you know a beloved you know established you know IP or whatever, I like it's... I take it with a grain of salt.
0: Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it, kind of a thing. I mean, yeah, you know, Kathleen Kennedy said the same thing when they were starting this trilogy that you know we're going to be we're, we're going to be drawing from things that people like we're going to be you know trying to please people we're, we want people to love star wars blah 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 and then they end up just taking things that people love the most and just you know just stomping <laughs> hey, its, its, its skull dead. into the ground yeah princess leia dead <laughs> skywalker dead <laughs> that's right the force is female guys so uh but yeah um, yeah, that, so that's kind of what I thought about that, um, Soul, again, I, I do actually recommend seeing that movie, I thought it was pretty good, had a great message to it, um, it was pretty funny, there were, there was quite a few funny parts to it, and, uh, you know, it's, it's essentially about what, what is it that gives you the most meaning in life you know is it's not just surface level things that you like to do you know what deep down is what drives you to be the best that you can be in in life kind of a thing and uh the, the way they pulled it off i thought was really well done um so yeah i mean if you have to choose between one or the other i would i would recommend that one stay away from you know wonder woman unless you want to i guess pirate it but you know that's <laughs> unless that's you're you. Uh,
1: you know unless you're looking for a good laugh in which case you know
0: or are you having issues falling asleep that might help <laughs> yeah i mean yeah so um yeah speaking of pirating did you hear that the the mandalorian was the most pirated show of 2020 uh,
1: i can believe that um which is strange because uh with Disney plus I mean they've I mean they've kept that show under lock and key as much as humanly possible but um,
0: yeah I'm surprised that people were able to to pirate it as long as as they were because Disney is pretty good at uh, snuffing out people that use their copyrighted material not so legally well uh, I'm
1: I'm essentially wanting to do like a kind of a, a, a basically a season two like video essentially like a uh i guess a review slash critique video of sorts but like i was trying to record clips in obs and like their encoder they they literally blocks you from being able to record anything with like obs um with like through disney plus or whatever so i'm like literally having to go through youtube and just finding clips of (laughs) you know it's it's like the most arduous thing but
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's crazy, um, and oh I I wish I could remember the name of it. I could probably find it real quick. But speaking of that, did you hear about part of the uh, stimulus that was passed had this uh, had this leg- legislation uh, regarding um, copyright and streaming, um, where if you d- if you had like copyrighted material or music or videos or anything like that, you could you could go to prison and it could be charged as a felony.
1: I have read up on that, and and I think uh, a lot of people misconstrued that. So, the legislation, that specific legislation, is more in reference to um, when it comes to like NFL games and streaming NFL games and stuff like that. Um, that's really what it's more oriented towards uh, is illegally streaming/slash recording uh, NFL games. Uh, okay. Um, though I think you know, you know, you have to be careful with that because I think it can snowball to you know kind of bleed over into other areas. Um, I'm hoping it doesn't bleed over into other areas, but it it, it I would not be uh, terribly surprised if, if if it does happen. But, but, yeah, no, that specific – at least to my knowledge, um, that specific bill is more – it's specific towards, um, like, the the distribution and, like, recording of NFL games and stuff like that.
0: Okay. So. Well, I mean, that's obviously good that it isn't quite as severe as, as some were making it out to be, but, I mean <laughs> – who who knows it could snowball into something even more serious we'll yeah. just have to see but uh, anyway i mean the
1: whole net new neuter- like the whole net neutrality thing from a few years ago still hasn't even really been fully resolved so well uh, it's like i mean it could just be something that you know just gets ignored for a few years and then becomes an even bigger deal than you know anyone could have imagined so
0: mhm yeah well, I think that'll do it for our show today. We want to thank you for joining us, and uh, Happy New Year to everybody. And uh, if you would be so kind, please do share this podcast with people you know, your friends, family, Absolutely. people that are, you know, just having a really hard time in life. Maybe they will listen to us and just be inspired to to dream big and accomplish great things because of us. We that, That's what we do here. We we inspire and we create and we
1: <laughs> this podcast will single-handedly help you forget about all your problems
0: yes it will yes it will it may Even give though you more we problems tend to
1: bring up a fair amount of them during the podcast. <laughs> yes that's yes, we do that is besides the point
0: it's besides the point guys come on now gotta find something positive um but yeah be sure to uh follow us on our uh, platforms i know we're on pretty much all the the main ones that you can find us on whether it's literally apple everything. or literally everywhere apple google spotify all those all those places you can find us um, give us a five-star rating and review and yeah be sure to spread the word and we will see you back here next time hopefully next week so we will meet once again have a great rest of the week everybody